Yeah, good evening. What's going on, people? It's Man of Houses. And you might be new to astrology, but I'm just going to break down a few simple... Just going to give you a few simple breakdowns. Basically, the planets, planets and astrology, they do things for the consciousness. You know, you might read, relate, react, do, and also expand also learn your limits now these planets they basically are in science so we call them placements so you might have heard of sun in virgo or moon in pisces venus in cancer when planets are in science these planets that do things the science describe how they're done yeah, so the signs are the way, it's the, the lens that that planet operates through. And the where is the house. You need the time of birth or location for a particular literal birth or the beginning, the genesis of a situation or an event. And you've got the aspects, which is the dialogue the angular difference describes how harmonic or dynamic the conversation is between what's being done in the psyche. So basically, you might see some lines, some confusing lines in the chart. Those basically describe the inner processes, those inner patterns, lines, whether oppositions or square angles or trines or sextiles, you know, trines being 120 degrees and oppositions being 180 degrees, squares being right angles, 90 degrees and so forth. Um, they describe the conversation taking place between the planets and we don't do good or bad. It could be harmonic or dynamic. And then we also look at planets, whether they go in retrograde motion as well. So that might give a less direct nature, more of a reflective sort of characteristic now you have all of these planets in you you all have a jupiter you all have a mars you all have a venus you all have a neptune so mainstream astrology would have you look at that one sign which is your sun sign your sun sign is the core you the dot inside the circle things that make you feel centered which are described by the sign that it's in um the sun inside virgo that person might feel centered by health, exercise, lifestyle, a certain order and routine. Um, also depending on other factors in the chart, but then you've got sun, someone with sun in, let's say, Gemini. This person might be feel centered by networking, being curious or satiating their curiosity by exploring, getting to know, solving a puzzle and also writing and reading as well. And also just seeing, not necessarily making sense, but just seeing, you know, separating emotions from logic and decision-making. And if you look at the Zodiac, you would have noticed that the whole order of the signs also pertains to the elements as well. So you have the Aries, the beginning, 
which is the spring equinox kicking off things you know so you have fire then earth then air then water in a continual sequence around the zodiac fire earth air water again and fire earth air water again fire earth air water so you have your triplicities element wise you have fire consisting of aries leo sag earth taurus virgo capricorn water cancer scorpio pisces air gemini libra aquarius and you can further split these stages of elements into cardinal fixed mutable cardinal beginning pioneering kick kick starting the process fixed sustaining and then mutable the decay and it's a cycle so there's so much more to just one sign you have all of these signs in you you have all of these modes and states as well and elements as well and sometimes if you might be lacking fire in the chart and someone who may have you know an abundance of earth and air in their chart and and some water they might lack fire and they may compensate this by seeking a partner who is fire fire dominant in their chart or that person themselves may take on the fire by taking on bold risks, pioneering, being you know, very assertive, very enthusiastic, very jovial, uh, very warm to people. Um, also, you know, being exuberant and also doing now and thinking later. Those are some ways that that lack of fire may manifest expression. Someone lacking earth in their chart may want to overcompensate by being very material and going to just basically put their name on everything. Uh, Trump, for example, he lacks earth in his chart. But um, Trump Towers, you know, if you read his book, The Art of the Deal, um, and the money he's amassed in his lifetime. And also an air this if someone's lacking air in their chart they may take on that the overcome the compensation for the lack of air by having so much curiosity i mean it's something so new to them you know let me be curious let me read let me write let me communicate let me network so those are some ways that the elemental lack can manifest expression as well. There's so much more. There's also transits as well. I mean, these planets that do things, when you're born, you take a snapshot of the sky that's used, that's yours to take for the rest of your life. Then we also have the planets that are still on the move. And let's uh, it's very important to take, um, take heed to the planet cycles, how long they take to go around um, the earth or how much to return to the point of birth for example mercury is around 88 days saturn between 28 to 30 years the moon say 28 28 days yeah the sun 365 days so 
with Saturn, I get a lot of questions about what is a Saturn return. So with a Saturn return, basically, Saturn, what does Saturn mean? Saturn pertains to limits. Saturn pertains to what might be your biggest fear becoming your greatest strength over time. Time is important, authority, limits, hurdles. Also, anxiety, guilt as well. So over the course of 28 years, Saturn would have done its, its journey, its, its, you know, basically its venture around the sun back to the point of birth. And they consider this sort of basically your welcoming into adulthood. Yeah, it's about maturity, Saturn. So you would have gone through certain cycles. You would have gone through Saturn making squares, which are challenging, no pain, no gain, friction, um, catalyst for change sort of conversations taking place that trigger energies within you. You would have had your square, you would have had your opposition as well. I think I did that right. So basically your opposition is also basically, it's about conflict resolution and hardships may manifest expression through the other person, a significant other or circumstances as well. And you would have had your trine. All of these aspects would have been made before Saturn comes around 360 to your Saturn return. And um, you would have, you, you know life, you know life by your Saturn return. Some people, unfortunately, you might have heard of the 27 Club, they didn't make it to Saturn making that full 28 to 30 years return. And some people may have experienced real pivotal life changing moments at their Saturn return. Now, Jupiter, Jupiter takes around 12 years to go around the entire zodiac, roughly spending around a year in a sign. And Mars, Mars spends around, Mars spends around um, 18 months. So you may have noticed although you might not remember, from birth, in that 18 months, you're trying to establish your independence, what makes you you, what separates you from the vessel that brought you here. And the interesting part about Mars is when you look at the astrophysics about it as well, it's the first planet to basically go outside of the sun's um, centripetal force of attraction or its it still orbits the sun, but basically it doesn't stay in close orbit like Mercury and Venus do. Mercury and Venus, if you notice in charts, are never really more than two signs away from the actual sun sign. However, Mars is the first planet to be independent of that whole paradigm and explore, go on adventure, enterprise, into all the other signs. Me, for example, I'm a sun in Virgo. My Mars sign is Sagittarius, way out there, um, further away from Virgo. And you, you have people that are basically sun in Virgos and Mars in 
Aquarius or Mars in Pisces, um, Mars in Capricorn even. So when you look at the astrophysics as well, the astrophysics helps as well. Try and have a look at the astrophysics of the planets. For example, we consider the luminaries, the sun and the moon planets as well. So even though they're basically light emitting, they also are very indicative of consciousness and parts of your personality as well. The core you, the private you. The moon is the private you that people don't see behind the blind socks on the floor. Um, the moody you, the private you, the side of you that reacts, um, not initiating, it's also the unconscious you as well. And it's your habits, it's your early habits, it's your early bonds formed, um, your family, home, the mother, son, the dad, consciousness, the open you, the people that, the you that you want people to see, that you project onto others, the light that you give out into the world. So can you see what I mean about these planets? They represent facets, archetypes of consciousness of you. Mercury, how you learn, how you study. And Pluto, the deeper you, the transformative you, the raw you, um, the healing side of you as well. You know, um, the mystery part of you. Neptune, the part of you that longs, that yearns, that's about forgiveness, redemption, atonement, and refinement as well. Sometimes addictions, sometimes the parts of you that's deceived and easily seduced or deceives others and seduces others as well. And also imagery, fashion. So sometimes when you put these planets together, for example, Let's take someone who is born on a Mars-Jupiter alignment, a very close alignment. This person is Jupiter being the largest planet in the solar system, um, seeing as we're including the sun, not including, you know, obviously the sun. Um, Jupiter's very expansive. It expands everything it touches, it enriches, it rules Sagittarius. We'll get into rulership later, but Jupiter expands everything it touches, and Mars doing um, Mars is reaching. Mars is evangelical sometimes. It's a spiritual warrior. Jupiter being Sagittarius, which is um, also uh, beliefs related. Mars goes out there propagating, um, trying to get people to see the bigger picture. You know, it's the evangelist, the priest, the spiritual warrior, spiritual crusader, and also the person about business, about enterprise, trying to see what's further beyond, trying to get the lay of the land and broaden horizons. Yeah. And someone might have Sun Jupiter, someone might have Moon Jupiter. Uh, moon Jupiter, people with the moon tying into mood and how you feel. This person's gonna be enthusiastic. This people's gonna be jovial. Get people lit, get people warm, feeling nice. And someone with Sun Jupiter will definitely wanna stretch who they are, 
their core personality um, literally might want to stretch yoga and travel, explore broaden horizons, be more aware, increase their awareness by what they see, um, by who they know as well, contacts, just forever expanding, you know, whereas Saturn is more contractive, restraining, limiting, but lessons come with that. Lessons come with the austere side of Saturn, you know, mastery comes with Saturn. So don't look at planets as negative or bad. Don't look at aspects as negative or bad. Um, these aspects that might seem tense and harsh, they're about growth. And uh, we urge you to accept the invitation. As astrologers, we urge you to accept the invitation, take on the challenge. And where there's a square, try and use a trine or a sextile to basically um, not let the friction overwhelm your life. And yeah, there's a lot more, but that's just an introduction to astrology in a nutshell. I was basically supposed to have a reading right now about four. Let me just use this time and basically freestyle off the top of my head the little that I can share to better lives about here, around here, you know what I mean? So take care of yourself. I'll do more and bless up for now. Peace.